0: Consumer Focus with Martin Newman.
1: Hello and welcome to Consumer Focus, bringing you expert advice and opinions on customer service. And of course, the Great British High Street. My name is Martin Newman and I've worked in commerce for over 35 years. I am absolutely dedicated to championing the consumer and helping businesses to develop the best strategies for their customers. Today, I have the privilege of being joined by Dan Morell the man who invented carbon neutral, and who has and continues to change the world for the better by ensuring that our environment is sustainable. Add to that that Dan gets to hang out with some of the biggest names in music, films and entertainment, from the Sex Pistols to U2, from Leonardo DiCaprio to Brad Pitt. What a dull life you lead, Dan. There's enough time to sleep in the next lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> well, enjoy that. But I, I I'm sure, like uh, our listeners, we probably quite look forward to listening to or hearing a bit yeah, about your current life. Absolutely. So, thank you very much for joining me. I'm very grateful for you oh, coming. A pleasure along today. to be. A pleasure to be here. Tell me something. How did you get involved in carbon offsetting and the environment? What, what was the What was the catalyst? What was the driver for that? Well, the driver. It was. Um,
0: it was actually quite quite a quite an intense uh, experience. I had a very serious car accident, head right. injury, and I was I was out for 3 days. Yeah. And um it was um Castle Cary in Somerset that I moved to to recuperate uh-huh. from, from this dreadful episode. And uh, it took me three years to get better. sat in a willow tree for three years and uh, realized I was 100% better. And I thought, wow, what can I do to repay the tree for getting me better? And, yeah. and I thought, I'll go out and plant as many trees as I can. Literally, that was the that was, the it was the 19- Well, it was 1988. Um, yeah. And um, a guy called Hansen, who's the um, senior NASA scientist, had Uh written a report saying CO2 was a real problem Uh and it could get really bad. And I thought, hang on a minute, I've got a science background, CO2, trees eat um, carbon dioxide and give us wood and they give us oxygen to breathe. So why not plant trees to sequester the carbon? It was called carbon sequestration. Yeah. so I was on my way to the pet shop in Castle Kerry, Maureen, yeah. who ran the pet shop, and I said, Maureen, if you'd let me have a look at your utility bills, I reckon I could figure out what kind of emissions you've got, and uh, um, we can sequester your carbon. She said, yeah, all right, Daniel, how much is that going to cost me then? <laughs> <laughs> so I said, give us three pounds, and I planted her a, a lovely white beam uh, and a white cherry at the top uh-huh. of the Castle Kerry railway path. And that was it, basically. I thought, wow, what have I done? I've sequestered Maureen's carbon. That sounds yeah. like going to the yeah. dentist. Yeah. Um, so I thought, what a what a what a good name would be for this. I know, carbon neutral. Yeah. So that was the very first ever transaction: three pounds, Maureen, and that's how, yeah. the, that, that's how that 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 uh, um, uh, uh, name was coined.
1: It's not often one gets to sit and talk to somebody that ultimately came up with a concept that. Would ultimately lead to us changing the world, hopefully for the better, and if not, certainly securing our our sustainable future.
0: Well, I hope so. I mean, last we, from my projects, for this, there's issues around carbon neutral and some of the some of the some of the some of the ways that it went with the carbon trading systems. But yeah. uh, when it got going, um, it was. Became really cool. Maureen first, and then I met Joe Strummer at Glastonbury, and he became the world's first carbon. For those citizen. of
1: who you who don't know, Joe Strummer, ex of the Clash, or well, the lead so sadly no longer sadly with, us, yeah. with
0: us, but he has a beautiful rebels wood up on the Isle of Skye in Scotland. Right. right. Um, so Joe said, "Yeah, let's do it." And you know, when Strummer turns up, just about everybody does. Yeah. And so he was my passport to the music community. Right. And then uh, we made the Sex Pistols the f- carbon neutral, if you can believe that. Yeah. The filthy, furious forest yeah. they've got on the verge of the M25 near Dagenham (laughs) Joe's got Rebels wood and um, from there the Foo Fighters massive attack the Rolling Stones um, Pink Floyd um,
1: all came in amazing so in terms of me looking for tickets for the next gig, then you're the man. Well, I have been, <laughs> and I and I will be again, absolutely. Uh, um,
0: and interestingly, eighty percent of the greenhouse gas emissions uh-huh. created by a show is created by the audience toing and froing. Right. So um, there are all sorts of ways of, of, of making tours more sustainable. Yeah. Not just through tree planting, but this is a big big issue at the moment. You yeah, of course. Well,
1: you'll have noticed just last week was it that Coldplay came out and said they're not going to tour for well, the next couple of years. Well, we
0: planted Coldplay a forest. They right. went carbon neutral. And the the forest died uh, in in, um, in, in Karnataka in India. It was was a drought, a mango forest. So I personally, under my own ticket, replanted that uh, a couple of years ago in a beautiful cloud forest in Argentina. Uh And they're very happy to have their their, uh, restored status of uh, a beautiful... um, We look after local people, and we've got agroforestry and permaculture techniques to make a, a sustainable community in Argentina with the Coldplay forest that's been replanted.
1: Amazing fascinating we could talk about this all day and i mean literally all day tell me about the the early um years of the business in this space how did you get the balance right between helping the environment and doing what you were doing and actually making money well the whole thing was
0: kicked off as a cause um Mm. i made money um after my head injury and got better what i did for a living um was I would go to the record companies and I would get pre-release music and I'd go to um, H uh, H C L or C D P or Saatchi and Sarchi and yeah. all the big agencies and I'd look at their storyboards for their upcoming commercials. I would sync the music in and I would do. I get the record companies to co-release with the product right. and I did. Uh, I think um, seven big seven Guinness commercials with HHCL. Oh, wow. um, yeah. I did the the global Adidas campaign and Black Current Tango was the big one where we got a co-release. Really? Um, and that's really what paid the rent whilst yeah. I got the tree project going. It, it was a cause-related business. Got you. What we would call today, I guess, social business. Well, it was. It started off as a, yeah. I tried to register it as a charity, but the charity mm. commission wouldn't because they said you're planting trees and who owns the trees? And yeah. the, because they were owned by the landowners, they said yeah, yeah, you can't yeah. give away the assets, so we couldn't yeah. become a charity. So I this was before benefit corporation and mm. some of the cleaner, greener ways of doing business became available. But I got it going as a limited company, mm. and uh, and it kicked off. One of the key moments, actually, which was, which was a real surprise. So we've got Joe Strummer, Maureen's done a bit, about five years I'm sort of laboring away doing yeah. ad syncing, and I finally get Strummer on board, and boom, off we go. The same week that I met Strummer... Um, I was on a train and there was this lovely sort of steely-haired, uh, uh, grey-haired gentleman sitting opposite me at the train. And it was, he's dead now, but bless him, Rodney Bickerstaff. No. And he was the general secretary of unison. And I, mm. blank, I was sort of wanging on about what I wanted to do with the trees. And he took a paper from me and he says, I don't know if I can help you, Daniel, but you might get a bit of publicity.
1: Mm.
0: And then four weeks later, the postman arrives and there's mm. like a there's a... There's a cheque for for three quid from a dock worker from Hull, right? And um, I think, what's this? And then the next day, four more cheques arrived from from people. And then the next day, the postman's coming along with a great big carrier bag, and Rodney had bailed my my offer to one point two five million Unison members. Wow. <laughs> and so it was obvious. It was, I, I thought you would
1: call crowdfunding in the well, early no, days. No, no, then.
0: Exactly. I thought I'd better, I better open up a bank account, and yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. the whole thing kicked off. That yeah, was what was brilliant. called Future Forests.
1: That future was the, the beginning of that. it. Yeah. Tell me, just out of curiosity, of the celebrities that you've worked with over the years, Mm. who have been the most active and environmentally aware? Who are the ones that have really been engaged?
0: Without doubt, DiCaprio. Right. Um, I mean, a real advocate... Um, Strama was the first yeah. uh, y- y- um, citizen and then um, Julian Temple who directed The Filth and the Fury that's mm-hmm. how we got the Sex Pistols Carbon Neutral I said Look, so I'm going to go to Los Angeles can you help me out with a contact and he mm-hmm. gave me um, a Lawrence Bender who was Tarantino's producer mm-hmm. and I went to meet Bender and Bender said there's a guy in LA who's just really up for this it's DiCaprio go mm-hmm. and meet his mum and his dad which I did and then uh, Leo got involved in 99 and he became yeah. the US's first carbon neutral citizen Right. Um, he lives in a small house. He's got a, you know, he's got a sustainable cars. He, I mean, he really walks the walk, walks the talk. The most extraordinary thing is advocacy. Mm-hmm. I was sitting in my office one day and um, I was, well, I think now I was having breakfast. That was it. I was actually having, it was one of those cornflake oh. moments uh, in the office. Yeah. Cause I was in early. And I opened up the post and there's a check from a Mr. B. Pitt saying, "I want to go carbon neutral too for ten thousand right. dollars." And DiCaprio, Leonardo had it's been out and, t- had obviously been out at dinner and they canvassing his and, yeah. and off, off he <laughs> And I get unsolicited out the blue. So a man Fantastic. like that, when they get behind you, so Stram and DiCaprio, yeah. that that was really how I grew the the, the whole br- the
1: whole brand and the name of carbon neutral. Fantastic. So tell tell us, Dan, you've got a new business called Chant. I've got some idea I think of what it's around of what it's about but tell tell our listeners what what you what can you share today Well the what with, with chant I,
0: there is a whole structure that will that, that's that's evolving but the, the the bottom line is is that it's about engaging the audience so yeah. at the moment we've got a live show the audience put their voices into the sh- show and tell us how they feel we make music with them there and then and um, it's got some of the great musicians that I've worked with over the years Youth Martin Glover, who's a, won the Music Producers Guild Award, he's the bass player in Killing Joke. Uh, he produced the last Pink Floyd album, the Verve, right. Paul McCartney. He's um, it's his and I, my band, and we we mix the back the audience in and play them as an instrument. Wow. And then what we're doing is um, is, is that for everybody who puts their voice into a show, we plant them a tree. So right. it's singing trees
1: to life. Right, so it's another. It's another. Completely different idea, but again, still allowing you to continue to support the, the cause that you've been behind for so many years. Well, well
0: trees are all that matter, and yeah. they're the best way of addressing climate. I mean, going back to the early days, when we were talking about sequestering a, 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 a private individual or, a, or an SME's carbon or a mm. fast-moving consumer good product's yeah. carbon, the board, the people would just look at you like you were barking mad. And yeah. then I said, well, you can make it carbon neutral. They were go, why do I don't want to do that? But then you could say, look, there's an equation between how many trees you plant to the amount of carbon you emit. They go, oh, I see, plant trees. Mm-hmm. And so it was the tree that got the whole thing going. I mean, from a, from the business level, the the best person you can ever meet is the chairman's PA. Right. <laughs> or executive assistant, I yeah. should be more polite. Yeah. I met the executive assistant of of Avis's chairman, and she took the head office carbon neutral because he wanted, because she could. Right. And then he got involved and then it expanded out into the whole organisation. Yeah. Same thing happened with HSBC. The same yeah. thing happened at Vodafone. It, yeah. it, it's often the way that if you plant the seed, it grows. And yeah. so the tree idea is where it really all grew from.
1: Yeah, amazing. Tell me... Uh, Big question now, but what's the future for social responsibility? Given that you've led a lot of the early and current, uh, moves towards creating a more sustainable environment, what's the future for it?
0: Well, myself, I mean, my company grew up into one of the one of the, the the biggest in this area. Um, uh, I'll tell you the story about how that, that evolved, but myself and my teams have worked with 350 blue chips mm-hmm. um, on their climate and carbon and sustainable yeah, CSR yeah, yeah, policy. Yeah, yeah. Um, the problems with it is fig leafing or the chairman's wife's agenda. Um, a lot of corporates are very focused on fiduciary duty, the obligation yeah. of the directors to return benefits to the shareholders only. And... Um, The problem with that is psychopathy. A psychopath only cares about themselves. So what would happen if a business gets really big and all it does is put on a fig leaf and tries to be green and then mm-hmm. and then puts the customer last and the profit first?
1: We're describing it, yeah. We are in
0: real trouble. Yeah. And these organisations are bigger than countries now and have got lobbying capacity at a scale. Um, I've been a, a climate advisor at Downing Street and some of the big, like BP, some of the big oil yeah. companies have sat in on the meetings and thrown marbles under everybody's feet.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so I've seen it firsthand. I think... The future for for for, uh, for sustainability is the obligation of the memorandum and articles within a business. Mm. So, a benefit corporation could be that your obligation is to the stakeholders, yeah. it is to the customer, yeah. um, and to the environment. Yeah. And if we can create businesses that behave like our example being a forest which is an elegant self-organizing natural system that mm-hmm. actually cohabits with its environment and mm-hmm. does the right thing to mm-hmm. support everything around it businesses can be very green very sustainable by the tweaking of the fiduciary duty but going back to yeah. how businesses become more, more more environment a business can behave like a self-organizing natural system like a forest if we yeah. mimic nature which is what we've got around us then we can we can be sustainable
1: yeah agreed um, tell me, what's the future for brands who fail to embrace social responsibility? I think I've got uh, an idea of what might happen. Death. If, yeah. <laughs> um, end of. Yeah. No, not, not, not possible. Why, why do you
0: say that? Well, because of the awareness of the consumer is increasing. Yeah. Um, you've got to have respect for your customer. You can tell what a chairman of a business is like by the way you get treated when you go through the lobby. So if you're going to treat your customers badly, you're going to fail. Um, We're also crashing through a cascade of tipping points at present. um, And the consumer acquisition, the need for purchase of product, is what is causing that. So... If a business is destroying the environment that its customers exist within, then, of course, what's going to happen? It just doesn't work. Yeah. And it will become more evident as we go through more extreme weather events over the coming years. And that will create, I think you were mentioning as we were discussing as we were coming in earlier about the millennials and, um,
1: exactly.
0: yeah. Tri- yeah, and how they change their attitude to not wanting credit and how mm. people are living minimal lifestyles, they're buying less. So you've sure. got to have real proper
1: good quality, high quality product. Agreed. I I mean I think do you agree that the the circular economy is going to be huge I mean this idea of mm. cuz what's really happened in my mind in the last sort of 5 to 10 years yeah, yeah. is we've moved from what I would call the goods era to the services era so we move from selling stuff yeah. and that not really being enough anymore yeah, yeah. to you know consumers looking for service provision and I, and I mean service provision when they're buying goods mm. from for example retail businesses or other consumer brands so do you do you agree then? If you take that to the kind of next obvious step on from that, mm. which is we still want to buy stuff, but we don't necessarily want to buy new stuff, yeah. or if we do buy new stuff, we want to make sure that it can be repurposed.
0: Well, a hundred percent, and and. Imagine a, a, an environment where it's the quality of the product that was the purchasing um, hook. Mm-hmm. You had you bought a pen and it was like a you know like a, like a great pen, like a Mont Blanc and it was good yeah. for the whole. You a car you got when you when you left school, and that was it for the next thirty years. Built-in obsolescence written into product is uh, what has been driving consumers. You know we, we live with finite resources with a, with a, in a closed system. And we're creating we're buying stuff that wears out the moment the guarantee wears mm-hmm. out, and we create toxicity in landfill. And we go into debt in order to buy this stuff. Yeah. Um, that's not treating your customers with a great degree of intelligence. And um, yeah. it's kind of getting to the point where I think that that
1: area of of, of trading is, has come to the end of its natural cycle. Yeah, no, I agree. And of course, the challenge for brand owners and manufacturers is what do you do about that? Because if you if you move from an environment or a time mm. where, you know, consumers... Albeit are looking for more of a service proposition, but still buy stuff. Yeah. To one where we rent stuff. Yeah. Uh, that's a whole different kettle of fish. Well, no, absolutely.
0: And 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 acquisition. If you've got great quality products, then then the actual the, the, the next product becomes is in the service, which which yes. is the upgrades. Yeah.
1: Um.
0: And that's when you and that that's when you improve something that you've already delivered, rather yeah. than design rather something. Rather than replacing
1: it, than replace it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Very interesting. How do consumers play a bigger role in being more socially responsible? Because I think we're all, well, I don't know about all of us, but certainly most of the people I know, and and I include my family in this, are Mm. becoming very aware of our own carbon footprint and but what do you what do you do as a consumer how do you how do you start to really embrace this and actually change your behavior
0: well firstly don't worry about it too much right. because the important thing is that everybody is a hypocrite even you know even the greenest person who sits and sends an email is creating a few grams of co2 per email right. so just deal with it It's like, you know deal with the fact and then reduce your impact um Reduction of impact can come from various things, which is more intelligent ways of getting your utilities. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can get renewables fitted to your home. Um, You can recycle. Um, You can buy from the farmer's market, for example. You're going to have a healthier life. Uh, Low cost, you know, if you look at obesity and uh, vagrancy in America and in, in the UK, the two go very hand in glove. So you've got the way we consume food, um, it, it can be very low impact if you buy locally. and uh, mm-hmm. So I think the sustainability footprint is, let's say, the average European citizen creates 15 tonnes of greenhouse gas carbon per annum. Uh, US is about 30. Well, if everybody in, in Europe could reduce by one tonne, which is something we can all do, yeah. um, globally you've got 7 billion people on the planet, 6 billion aren't creating much, 1, 1 billion are. If we get a, a gigaton, a billion tonnes of reductions from, from just the, the people, wow we're mm-hmm. rising at we're about 36 gigatons of co2 created per annum yeah. rising at half a billion tons a year yeah. so if we could get the consu- if we get people to reduce by 1 billion by being a bit sensible with what they do yeah. turning stuff off then you you could see how we push tipping points into the future so you get to geoengineering that can happen through the consumer so the answers inside you basically yes. and, yeah. and that's I a very powerful that. point
1: let me let me turn the clock forward let's let's get your crystal ball out for a second mm. let's go forward 10 years from now mm. are we still eating meat well there's meat that you can grow and protein that yeah. you can make
0: no yeah. i mean meat is a real problem yeah. um you've got it's the amount of CO2 created by bovine flatulence, yes. <laughs> which is the word <laughs> of cow farts yeah. between you and me, um, the amount of that is is more than the entirety of shipping, transport and aviation. I mean, yeah. we're talking about 25, 26, 27 percent of global emissions. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, meat is a real problem. Um however sustainably grown meats in a with with a, with a good level of, of of soil carbon through 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 agriculture to some degree can be can can work but i think you know there will come a point where the efficacy of 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 our of our species comes to the point where we think, well, a plant-based diet is, is the right thing to do. So yeah. it could be that, you know, eating meat is a bit like smoking um, in, in, in 10, yeah, 20 years' time. At some point, time, in, the at future, some point yeah. in the future,
1: yeah. It's certainly possible. I, I was having a call with someone the other day about category management for health related products like yeah. vegan products and everything else yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's what i said i mean i just made the comment that you know it's not a fad number one it's definitely not something that's here today mm. going tomorrow mm. it's not a diet it's a complete change in lifestyle and yeah. that arguably people become vegan for different reasons and some because they just don't want to eat animals and some and 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 yeah. or, or consume associated products and others because of their of the impact that, that it's having on the environment so yeah. there are a number of different reasons but it's certainly not going away that's for sure
0: no it's not and it might be for both reasons that you yeah. don't want to be cruel and you also you don't want to damage the environment um, uh, but the thing is about it is is that we have archetypes the way we mm. live our life and things that things that you know we we you know, we we would get very upset about certain animals getting yeah. eaten, but we're fine with cows and and sure. pigs. But actually, at some places in the world, in India, cows are sacred. And, and yes, yes. Yeah, so it exactly. has a totally different. Certain <laughs> parts of the book, world, th- you're th- eating dogs. Yeah, are, exactly. Exactly. Which are our household pets? Which are, which are household yeah. pets to us? So so it's it's all to do with our mindset, mm. and that's I think the key thing about the whole consumer society, consumer concept. It's a lot to do with how you feel, yeah. Um and so. It's really about education or, or self-awareness that becomes a, a higher level of mm. consciousness around consumption and if you've got intelligent businesses delivering good products to socially aware people that actually are, are enjoying what they're doing and they need this stuff, then mm. you know the whole the whole milieu
1: the whole atmosphere of our culture can be raised yeah. uh, by, uh, by intelligent consumption. Um, okay, so I'm just gonna finish off now. Um I'm gonna ask you one more question, Dan, which is really about you know the young Dan. If you had your time again, would you do the same? Would you have followed the same path? Would Is there anything that you would have done dramatically differently?
0: Well, I mean, the short answer is no. <laughs> it's been absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Um, the head injury was a terrible thing. Well, you didn't. Well, that wasn't intentional. No, of course but it, it also didn't. changed your life. No, it changed my life. Had I not had a head injury, yeah. well, I was my first business was when I left school when I was, seven, when I was eighteen. I was in Italy. I grew up in Tuscany, uh-huh. and uh, and I, my my pinball machine had been changed into a Space Invader, and I went and blagged ten of them and brought them back to the UK, and yeah. within within a half a year i was had a 230,000 pound mo- a month turnover business yeah and that grew <laughs> um, that grew nicely and and um the head injury was 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 a big one um i was out with my with a dear friend who Hugh, Hugh cornwall from the stranglers yeah northern well, and um we just randomly go into a bar in in bath and um, uh, mole's club actually and uh, who should be in there but tony thompson from uh, from the um from Sheik. With Jimmy Page and Robert Plant, and they yeah. were they were in a studio reforming Led Zeppelin, or potentially, and um, we all got on like a house on fire. Yeah. And um, at the at the end of the club at two in the morning, like you know, let's all go back to Dan's, and that yeah. was how the head injury happened. Right, Plant and Page didn't get into the car. Um, I got into the car with a singer songwriter, and um, he left the road, and everybody in the car got badly injured, including Tony Thompson, broke both his arms, and he yeah. was a drummer. Right, so. We say that it was Pete Byrne was the was the, was, the, was the guy who was driving. We say his only ever British smash hit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Very good. Well, it certainly worked out to your benefit in the long term. In the long in term, in the long run, although it didn't seem like that. At well, the, the, time. the
0: reason for the story was that sure. there was a story there, and and had I would I have not done? In a way, even that horribleness of, of being, you know, I was I was, sure. I was out for three days in a coma. Even something like that, um, would I? scrub that probably not because otherwise i wouldn't have been i wouldn't have come up with carbon neutral and done yeah. what i've done well on on behalf of the
1: world ah, i would like yes. to thank you for uh, coming up with carbon neutral thank and, you uh, very much the path that you've taken and yeah, you know yeah. the 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 mm. obvious benefits and impact that it's had on yeah. you know taking us towards a more socially sustainable environment well keep an eye on chant live
0: we will uh, do. Uh, and then uh, because there's a lot more coming out sure. there
1: in due course all right chant live there you go little plug from dan mm-hmm. keep an eye on that in the next month or two dan morel it's been fascinating i could listen to you all day thank you i would love to go back to the <laughs> 70s and 80s with you probably and spend <laughs> spend a bit of time with some of those musicians and artists that you've yeah. had the opportunity to not only engage with but become friends with over yeah, the years yeah, 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 it's yeah. been really fascinating it's been an education for me and thank you very much for joining me Uh, thanks for listening everybody to consumer focus my name is martin newman my guest is dan morrell if you want to know about more about customer service related issues you can always go to customerserviceaction.com which is a new website i've just launched and as dan mentioned keep an eye out for chant which is uh, coming to you sometime soon in the near future chant live thank you very much